You're listening to John's Cast, an unofficial podcast about the greatest Australian football team, the Essendon Bombers. My name is Jamie. And I'm Nick. And mate, uh, we finally saw the Bombers back on field in Victoria, which has been a while. Uh, in a trial match against Carlton, we thought we'd better do a review of this game because we've been thriving to see the Bombers playing in Melbourne again. Absolutely, mate. It was, uh, it was great to see... Uh, the Bombers out there and see some of the young brigade, mate. Um, you know, it looks good weather for for footy down there as well. Um, and I thought it was actually pretty pretty well done. I mean, um, you know, I guess people will sort of talk about, uh, you know, why was it only live streamed to members? Um, I sort of think, you know, the, the club has to do something to, uh, you know, get, I suppose, provide more benefit for, for members, um, particularly if it's uh, going to be sort of limited fans uh, able to attend games again. Um, so I, I think, you know, making the live stream exclusive to members, but then everyone else could could view it after the game, um, you yeah, know, was, was pretty well done. And to have uh, sort of Riley Beveridge and Cal Toomey commentate the match, um, I actually quite like that because they, they didn't just sort of, focus on the play-to-play like you might normally hear. Um, they seem to be able to commentate from this perspective of, you know, looking at signs of the younger players, like how they went through in their draft years and, um, you know, the different trades that went through in the last um, last sort of trade season. So I actually quite liked it. Um, what about yourself, mate? What do you reckon about that from sort of that look? Um, probably from at the start, I was a little bit frustrated um, they, they weren't calling the play. I, you know, I guess I, I went into the game expecting like, um, obviously, obviously I didn't know that they were. Um, I don't expect them to be like you know, the greatest standard of commentators, but I thought they would be calling the play. And there was a couple of times where the play was going on, and they were just uh, talking about you know things like you just mentioned, like draft periods and, and that. So I just had to get my head around. Um, <laughs> Yeah, this is a different kind of commentary. Yeah. Um, but after that, then I yeah, didn't quite enjoy their insights. But, um, yeah, like, I, at the first I was like, I was expecting like a little bit more play-by-play. But, um, mm. no, that, that obviously they've got skills in different areas and um, they definitely use them throughout their broadcast. Yeah, certainly did, mate. Um, but, like, look, looking at the, the squad named... Um, yeah, we had 26 players um, march out for us. Um, and surprisingly, well, not surprisingly, really, but um, also, um, yeah, Alec Waterman, obviously, with a game. You know, he wasn't named in that uh, in that side, but we obviously uh, took him to the game and thought he uh, acquitted himself quite well. So um, I, was, and I was really, um, really happy to see some of the younger, younger blokes, and I think they all did quite well and... Yeah, definitely uh, one or two of those trades have, have really paid off, mate. Yeah, I think so. You're right. Um, the, you know, you think we had probably a really young side compared to Carlton. Um, I think they had the, clearly the better side on the on the park on the day um, with almost their full squad to choose from. Obviously, Charlie Kernow wasn't there, but, I mean, uh, there's a lot of players we had out Um and when you think of like players like Andy McGrath, Jake Stringer, uh, just to name a couple that are really important to us. Mm. And then, you know, uh, depending on what your thoughts are, you know, like 
David Zarakis, you know, for that experience. Obviously, Michael Hurley, who will be out with uh, for a long time, for it looks like, especially from that footage, mate, uh, of him. It was great to see him, but it was really sad to see him in the state he was, um, wandering around the boundary, um, coming in with, um, you know, on crutches. And yeah, he didn't look very well at all, did he? No, he didn't. But it was great to see all the players get around him. You know, we saw the guys who weren't playing um, sort of go right up to him. And then as he sort of um, came around, um, you know, near the bench and that kind of thing, the, the guys all seemed to get around him. So um, obviously the uh, Bombers have got their arms around uh, Michael Hurley and hope he recovers well. But you're right, mate. It's, um, it is hard to see. You know, we call him the bear because he's always been so sort of strong and dependable for, for such a long time. But um, it was kind of sad to, to see him hobbling about. Um, but let's hope he gets to uh, gets back to good health, um, you know, in the near future. Yeah, well, that's right. When you know his health is number one uh, before football, and you know, because these people are human, uh, believe it or not. You know, I know that we see him as a you know once they put a bomber jumper on, you know, we we want to see them at their best. But um. You know, they're, they're people first and, you know, um, obviously there'd be a lot of concern with his family and friends. And we just uh, wish Michael all the best and hope he gets back to full health before, you know, obviously um, worrying about the football part of it. Yeah, that's it, mate. Um, now, uh, you know, looking at, um, you know, quarter by quarter, it was, it was a bit sort of funny uh, because, you know, obviously... Uh, some players had their minutes managed. So you had some players uh, only play the first half. So, like, you know, Draper only played the first half, um, you know, and then Brian came on. So it was a bit sort of funny there. And then even with, uh, you know, Alec Waterman, uh, he played the first quarter and then he played the last quarter. So he had those those middle two uh, basically on the, on the bench. So, um, you know, when you look at, uh, pure output, like if you looked at the stat sheet or anything like that, um, you couldn't actually base the performances um, purely on that. Um, so it was uh, a bit funny there, but I mean, that's the practice match. You're just trying to get as uh, much game time as you can into players, but you obviously want to manage them because you certainly don't want injuries um, you know, in these practice matches. And uh, I think we were very fortunate there, mate. Uh, you know, Francis rolled his ankle in the third uh, and didn't play any, take any more part in the game. But that was just uh, purely, um, you, know, you know, why take the risk if you don't need to? But um, apart from that, we got off um, pretty good. So, no, I, th- I think it was good to, to see minutes into so many uh, people. You definitely found out about um, where some players are at. Um and as sort of Blake Carousellas said um, in his comments after the game, they'll sort of then uh, drop that back to uh, can't remember if they're taking twenty two or twenty four. Might be twenty four. Twenty four, I think. Yeah, yeah. twenty four to Geelong, mm-hmm. uh, and then obviously um, then it'll be the uh, season proper after that. So they'll uh, twenty two. So, um, uh, but obviously, you know, we've got. Um, McGrath to come back. Um, you know, they said he'll he'll be available after that concussion he suffered, which meant he couldn't take part in this match. Um, but uh, yeah, I, th- I think uh, you know from from the blokes we had available, they all um, well, well. We'll sort of talk about their performances as we go on. Yeah, so let's start with the first quarter, mate. Uh, obviously, um, I thought you know. 
there's some really good passages of play um, that, yeah, we didn't really show, especially in that second half of last year, where we had a bit of run and carry generated from the back line. And, you know, we had that a lot in 2019. Mm. But, um, I think there was some concerns that maybe Truck was steering away from that philosophy. Um, but it was pleasing to see that that actually came back to the forefront, especially in that first quarter. There's a couple of no notable runs, you know, from Nick Hind and, um, you know, Ned Carl in his new position down back. Um, and, you know, there was a play there, uh, you know, where Nick Hind just, you know, just dotted the eyes and, you know, crossed the T's and just hit, um, I think it was Tipper out in the wing and, you know, wing it, uh, AMT did that run and then hit up Harry Jones. It, it kind of reminded me a lot of our style back in 2019. Yeah, there was some um, really good passages of play. Like <clears throat> Nick Hind, um, you know, you couldn't have asked for a better game from him. I thought he was um, really good all game. Like, you know, some really nice handballs to release players, which really helped our ball movement. Um, and his repeat efforts were, I thought they were really impressive. You know, he, he did start that bit of play where he was able to use his run to really split Carlton open. So he took the ball right out of our defensive 50 and ran forward, handball to Guelphy, then he passed to Kale, passed to Merritt. Um, and that's where, yeah, as you said, he kicked it on the wing to Tipper's advantage and then he kicked to um, uh, kicked to Jones. And that was after a, a shepherd from Heppel, uh, I should say, as well. Um, Shepherds are, I know, I've not seen a lot of them over the last few years, mate. And uh, hopefully, you know, the team now are starting to work for each other. I, I, you know, you imagine with Truck and his background, it'd be all about, you know, team support, you know, being a defender. You you can't defend it all by yourself, so you need people to help you out. So um, that was really pleasing to see. There were a few Shepherds laid, actually, like, you know, Caldwell was, was getting in on it and... Um, and a few others. But, um, yeah, Nick Hind has slotted in very nicely, taking on that sort of uh, halfback rebound role, if you will, um, and shows some great dash as well. Like, he's, he's pretty bloody quick, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And um, I guess, like, we're all, you know, very sad to see Adam start in a Carlton jumper. I, I know it really looks strange to me um, during the during the game. I, um, yeah, I didn't enjoy that part of it. But, um you know, if Nick Hine can give us, you know, uh, you know, something similar, like in terms of that speed he can generate and, um, you know, break the lines and set us up a bit, um, you know, it'll lessen the blow of losing Sardi and at a lot less cost. And um, you know, I guess we've always got to factor in, yes, we lost Sardi, but, you know, we basically got um, a very good player in either, whichever way you want to look at it, Zach Reed or Archie Perkins, um, who, you know, we, that was one of the benefits of losing him. So, um, yeah, for everything bad about Sardi going, if we pick up Nick Hind, he can give, you know, a, at least maybe 75% close to what Sardi gave us and get a top 10 draft pick. I think that's the way we've got to look at it um, to, in a positive view that, um, you know, the Bombers might be set up much longer than Carlton are. Um, in that trade long down the track. Yeah, I think that's a good call. I mean, it did hurt to see Saad and the old enemy's jumper. But um, look, in saying that, look, and, and there's no two ways about it. 
Like Saad is a very bloody good player, and we saw him a couple of times just really rip through our midfield and deliver it forward. But I will say, like watching Saad's kick, you know, when he was in red and black, um, you know, wherever his kick ended, you know, we'd always go, oh, you know, he, he was he was trying really hard. But geez, he butchered it a lot. Um, whereas Nick Hind, you know, he he really um, sort of measured his kicks and um, yeah, made a number of entries where he actually spotted someone out. And I think that's a, a massive difference. Like, don't get me wrong, there's there's no um, uh, sort of getting around. It's a big loss, um, Saad. But um, I think you're right, mate. Like with Nick Hind there and with, um, you know, Ned Carl sort of, uh, taking up a, a sort of small defender role as well. He's got some smarts about him too, um, as well as picking up, yeah, as you say, like, um, if you get Nick Hind and Archie Perkins or something, you know, from that, well, you're, you're not doing too badly. So, um, yeah, you got to take the uh, the good with the bad. Um, but I, I, there was a couple of interesting things. Well, I mean, like, it was great to see Sammy Draper out there rucking for us. Um, he did drop a couple of marks he probably would normally have taken, um, but I wasn't really worried about that. Um, you know, obviously it's, um, you know, pre-season, all reports are that he's been training the house down. He's had a um, sort of few weeks in the uh, sort of managed group, if you will, um, just to um, sort of make sure he uh, he's able to get flying into the season proper. Uh, so perhaps just a little bit of rust uh, for game time, but uh, no doubt he'll be he'll be taking those pretty shortly. Um, but uh, for me, one of the massive highlights was uh, seeing Jai Caldwell play for us. Um, look, um, my hand goes up, mate. I haven't seen much of him, you know, previously. Obviously, I think he's only played the nine games um, prior, you know, due to injuries and. Um, Obviously, it's pretty bloody hard midfield to get into at the Giants, but uh, I thought he really did well, and it was sort of interesting to see him get matched up on uh, Paddy Cripps early. Uh, obviously, that didn't last, but uh, you know he doesn't lack for for courage or hardness at the footy, does he? Oh no, he uh, he was known to be an in and under player, uh, especially in his under eighteen year, and um, yeah, he's not as uh, tall as as you know, as like a Crips, but he's known for being someone who's very hard at it and can release, you know, and I think that's where a player like Dylan Shield and to a lesser extent Andy McGrath is gonna love, you know, getting the ball on a release after Caldwell dishes it out. And when you factor in, I thought Darcy Parrish looked great in the midfield. Mm. Um, and he's another one who worked in hard underneath and, and get a release handball out. Um and this is where I think, you know, Colville and um, Parrish could be really important to setting up our midfield dynamic um, in terms of getting players like, you know, just getting some bit more run through that centre period because, um, you know, we, Dylan Shield, you know, he's got some weaknesses in his game, but one of his great strengths is being able to burst away. And if he can get that, um, you know, having a release to him, um, and he gains, you know, 20 metres with a run and and then a 50-metre kick, you know, ball's going to be penetrating into our forward line. And, um, yeah, I think that's an exciting dynamic, in our, you know, as part of our new midfield. Yeah, it really is, mate. Um, 
and other good signs were, you know, Dev Smith, who looked to be moving really well. Um, you know, there was a great bit of play where he, he tackled Pitney, um, a Carlton player, picked up the footy and Dev made the spoil. Uh, he then grabbed the footy, stood up in a tackle and was able to handball out to Merritt. Um, now, that says to me, he's not only looking really good, but he's obviously feeling really, really good in his body. Um, and it was just great to see him zip around the ground. I mean, it was sort of him that, that set, up, set up our first goal. Like, um, he had that run through the middle, took a couple of bounces and then hit Tipper, um, who then uh, sort of handballed over the over the top to two-metre Peter to um, kick, he, kick his first uh, for the Dons. Um, so, yeah, look, it was just great to see Dev Smith. And I'm really hoping he um, sort of recaptures that that form that we know he's capable of because, um, you know, that sort of pressure, that intensity, um, you know, his, his intent to, to hurt when he tackles a player, uh, it's just fantastic to see. Oh, it is. And, you know, Dev just didn't look right last year, right? you know, and, and the year before that he struggled with his knee as well. So he's had really, when you think about it, last couple of years, a bit like, um, when you add in um, Dyson Heppel as well, they had that, those bad injuries um, that have taken away from their performance for at least a couple of years. And, um, yeah, Dev Smith, yeah, he's a bit of a heart and soul player when he's when he's on. Mm. You know, he kind of drives the standards around, you know, those one percenters. Yep. Um, and, you know, if we can get a player like Dev Smith back doing that, you know, you're in and unders like Caldwell and Parrish and, you know, then a bit of polish on the side. Um, you know, if, if Andy McGrath can you know, get out free, you know, I, I just really am excited about you know, the potential of this, uh, what this midfield will look like in the next year or two. Yeah, that's a that's a good call, James. Like, you know, we're finally starting to get a bit bit of depth there. Like, you know, it's not that long ago we we're all sort of struggling to go, geez, you know, if. If Heppel goes down or if someone goes down, like who have we got to, to play midfield? So it's good that we've got a, a few options now. Um, and another person who wants to put himself in that category, probably be not there yet, but I actually thought Guelphie played really good um, all game, but particularly in that first quarter. Like he got to plenty of the footy, uh, even uh, had a bit of a fend off and, and ran the ball down off half back. Uh, and in that same bit of play, got involved again uh, up in the sort of forward, um, like just outside the 50 there uh, to get that forward entry. Now, look, that ball was cut off, so he still needs to work on his sort of decision-making and kicking inside 50. Uh, but at least, you know, his repeat efforts means he does give us a look. And, uh, you know, I reckon, you know, as he goes on, if he can just, you know, sharpen up that kicking, um, you know, that'll lead to more scoring opportunities for us. And look, you know, he's such a versatile player, James, and he's obviously scrapping because he, he wants to find himself in the 22. So, um, you know, games like this will certainly put you in good stead because uh, blokes who can play at sort of all parts of the ground are um, hard to find. And I, I thought he played a pretty good game. Oh, he's your true utility, you know, like, um, someone who can play in all lines. Um, and he probably hasn't mastered it, it like any area. Um, you know, I remember him being trialled to play on um, Charlie Cameron last year, which, oh, <laughs> which didn't go well. So I don't think he's there, but I, I think he's better used, you know, as a pinch hit on the wing as well as, um, you know, 
maybe resting as a as a half forward. Mm. Um, I think he gets found out when you uh, ask him to do a defensive job, especially if they isolate him in that forward line, um, like Brisbane did when they saw him going yeah. to Charlie. Yeah. So, um, but his fitness looked improved, like um, especially in that first quarter where there's a little bit of heat. In terms of the, the weather, was you know it wasn't it wasn't a cold day in Melbourne. It was like had a bit of sun on. It wasn't particularly hot, but I mean, he was running around very well. He, and he looked like he had a yard at a pace on um, on his opponent, which was kind of pleasing to see as well. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so he's obviously been working hard over the preseason. Um, look, we've we've spoken about a lot of positives, mate. I, I do have to mention a. The negative that remains, look, in terms of team defence, I know we're, we're working on it, but we're just still too loose. We're often hanging sort of five metres off our man, which just sort of let Carlton waltz the ball from end to end too easily. Uh, that happened throughout the match. Um, you know, we seem to be protecting the centre, uh, so they had to go along the wings and boundary, but they were able to do it too easy. So I think we still need to tighten up there if we're going to try to... Um, choke teams up um, but look obviously we've got a uh, fair way to go and I, I will say though that you know we've got a it was a new look kind of lineup um, this week you know we had Stuart down back um, Lav when he did come on he went he went down back um, obviously Stringer wasn't there um, yeah McGrath not there so like everyone who did play um you know, Hebel coming back into a halfback role, like they've all got to sort of try and meld together. So I think we've got a uh, bit of work uh, to do. But um, look, I think uh, in terms of individuals in, in defence, I think overall they, um, yeah, they did all right that quarter. I actually thought Stuart was was pretty solid. You know, he got outbodied a couple of times and outpositioned by Mackay. Uh, but then, you know, Mackay was sort of fairly quiet uh, for a while. So I think, you know, that's just learning that positioning and stuff. Uh, you know, he's, he's played forward roles for uh, for years and now he's got to learn to be a defender. So I think that's just the uh, learning journey that, you know, we as Bomber fans just have to understand. Um, but look, I, th- I thought actually Francis um, moved pretty well. Um, and I actually think he might benefit from, from Hurley not playing in the side because I, I kind of feel they play a similar role. Um, that sort of uh, yeah, third man up or the guy that likes to um, read the play and intercept the mark, um, that kind of thing. Like, I, th- I think that's that's Francis's game um, he, because he does tend to uh, sort of come off his man quite a lot. Um, he did take a really strong mark uh, sort of on the 50 line, um, so it was good to see him jump at that. And he, he did look um, to have... Like he's he's dropped a, a couple of kilos, so perhaps a bit lighter in the body. But um, yeah, there's still still moments where you uh, um, sort of thought, "Come on, Francis, you can, you can do better than that." Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, I just think he can't play one on one on a key position player. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought a couple of times that, and I think Essendon tried to do that with him last year, and. Um, he just clearly is not that kind of player. I'm not, mm. I hope they don't persist trying to make him that. Mm. I, I just don't know if that will happen. Like, 
obviously, a lot of our key defenders were out of this match. Obviously, we know about Michael Hurley, even though he's been training as a forward. Um, you know, obviously, if he was playing, he would have been considered down there. We've got BZT out at the moment. Um, so he's not playing. Uh, Ambrose, again, mentioned as training up forward, but he's probably a, one of our best lockdown defenders. Yeah. So, yeah, I understand that's why they're trying uh, James Stewart down back. And, and as you said, mate, I thought he did a pretty good role. As yeah, You're right, Mackay did beat, beat him in positioning a couple of times. But um, I was pleased to see Stewart stick to the task. And he's actually not that bad a field kick in terms of, like, he can... He can actually generate the kick. Um, yeah, to get our midfielders loose if they, um, you know, because he's got a, a fairly long kick on him too. So, um, yeah, I, I can see a lot of pluses for James Stewart being trolled down back. Um, and as I said, he, he played on a very good forward. Mackay is a very good player, and um, I know the club made advances trying to pick him up, mate. But um, yeah. Uh, he unfortunately wouldn't give us the consideration, but um, yeah, he he would have been a very handy pickup to go forward with. Certainly would, mate. Um, yeah, I actually think Stewart's quite a good field kick, and certainly, um, look, while I love him, um, you know, he, he's a fair upgrade in terms of his field kicking on um, on Hooker and Hurley for mine. Um, uh, I suppose another thing I'd, I'd raise with that it was great to see Ridley taking the kickouts. Um, you know, he's so assured with the footy and, you know, always make good choices. Like there was no point there where I, I felt, um, you know, sort of nervous. Oh, crap, where's this going to go? Because you know he's always going to make a good decision. Um, so it was great to see Ridley. I thought he played really solidly. Um, you know, Ned Carl looked lively, looks very fit. Um, so, you know, hoping he can sort of, uh, you know, develop a bit of uh, familiarity down there he does have good skills um his entries into the forward 50 yeah need a bit of work but uh you know who doesn't in the Essendon lineup um but he does have um good footy good footy skills and seems to read the play well so uh I thought that um his play looks pretty promising um in terms of Peter Wright look you know he didn't have a um outstanding game but I actually liked him getting involved as that chop out ruckman um, and I thought he competed pretty solidly uh, in the rucks. And look, you know, he, he didn't give away any silly frees. Um, and he he did actually um, sort of show a good level of mobility around the ground as well. Like he, he went down back on a few occasions to help out. Um, so he's not just a, a one-trick pony. Uh, so while people might say, oh, geez, I didn't take, see him take any you know, big hangers uh, in the forward 50, we're obviously trying him in a, in a couple of different roles. And I think, um, you know, the best way I could explain it is like, don't imagine he's replacing Joey Danaher because there's no way he'll be able to do that. Like imagine he's replacing Sean McKernan. And I think, you know, through that lens, you can kind of look at it and go, well, geez, he gave us a four quarter effort. Um, there was no point in the game where he was completely nowhere. Um Yes, he can um, you know, try to impact the game uh, a bit more, but I actually thought he, um, you know, did all right. Kept competing all day, kicked a couple of goals in the end. Um, but um, you know, I, I, I just thought he uh, 
there were a couple actually actual efforts where um, you know there was a, a bit of play in that quarter where Langford uh, sort of collected the the footy off a side punt while he sort of just kicked it off the deck, um, and basically <laughs> Langford delivered the ball almost directly to a Carlton player. Now to affect that spoil. Wright had to make up a lot of ground just to get a fist in it to keep the ball alive, uh, which he did. Uh, and then not long after that, Hind delivered the footy and Wright took the grab just on the 50. So, you know, there's there's sort of two efforts there in not long at, you know, and he did have to move quite a bit to uh, to get that opportunity to mark. So, look, while he didn't kick the goal, um, it did tell me he's, he's looking for his opportunities and, um, you know, he, he stays mobile rather than waiting for the ball to come to him. Yeah, so that first quarter, mate, we went in a couple of points down. I think it was 21 to 19. Yeah. Um, and I was actually quite pleased with that because um, the only thing I wasn't happy about, every time I think we got in front, obviously, and then um, I think they answered, you know, within, well, it felt like within 30 seconds. And um, that's been like I've been a bit of a bugbear of mine. Um, we haven't been great at defending. Um, you know, critical moments like, and even just holding a lead would be great. And I think, um, yeah, that showed there were still some deficiencies in our um setup, uh, in terms of the you know, once we're in control of the play, and and like by no means were we dominant, but I mean, if you get in front, I just like that defensive pressure around the midfield a bit, a bit tighter. Um, because, like I said, they, they took the ball down the other end almost immediately and, mm. and replied and, and got the lead back. And while we're not playing for sheep stations um, in a trial match, these are the kind of habits that you want to see improve over this you know, pre-season period, just that you know, are your defensive um, strategies going to hold up um, you know, when, when you need to defend at the critical time? Yeah, that's a, that's a good point, Jamie. And I, and I think that'll come through with that sort of team defense as well like we need to um to think less individually and um you know just looking after my man or wondering where i'm getting my next kick but um you know look at the team and make sure we um sort of block up the holes where we need to because you're right like they're all just sort of waltz through um but yeah you know um uh, going into that second quarter, um, geez, there was that horror bit of play where Heppel basically tripped over his own feet uh, when he had the ball in the defensive 50 and he got pinged, uh, giving up an easy goal to the Blues. Now, look, I'm, I'm not worried. Like, he's a class player, Heppel, uh, and I'd rather he get the rust out of his system in a pracky match. Um, but I, I, I kind of feel it was caused as he just didn't want to use his right peg. Um so he really needs to um, sort of work on that, and uh, like otherwise he's going to get closed up on his left side uh, by oppositions. Yeah, and he had a releasing handball. He could have, he could have, uh, yeah, he could have done. But he's, you know, he's that horrible moment when you're in two minds. And mm. as you say, he hasn't played a lot of footy the last couple of years, so we certainly can give him a lot of slack. Um, and as you say, if you're going to be found out, you want to be found out. This time of year, but um, yeah, I just hope that yeah, you know, that will come back to him his decision making and things like that. But just before yeah, you know, we go too far, I want to reiterate what you said, mate. The um, 
the kickouts. It was great to see Jordan Ridley doing those. Um, remember last year we just kept letting Devin Smith kick out, and um, it's just frustrated the you know a lot out of me because you just thought you know it's so predictable that the other team knows he, he can't kick more than fifty meters, so kind of they can just lock it in, knowing that well the the ball's not going to clear fifty, so we'll just push the players up and. And we'll know that we'll stifle any attack. And um, yeah, with Jordan, um, yeah, you, you saw it regularly in that first quarter, especially um, when he was kicking out. You know, the ball was getting up to that 60, 70 meters up because he was mm. taking his 10 or 15 meters off the mark and and then giving it a, a fair belt. As you say, Draper wasn't holding his marks today, uh, or sorry, yesterday, but um, he certainly will start taking those marks. Um, I'm sure of that. So, um, I think Draper's going to enjoy, you know, those balls coming from, uh, you know, from the back line uh, where he can, you know, really show his dominance in the air. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, we gave up, you know, the, the first three goals of that quarter. Uh, and after struggling to get the ball forward of centre all quarter, there was a nice bit of play where, um, you know, Caldwell got Cripps in the tackle and won the free kick. And he uh, kicked it beautifully, the ham, near the square, which really opened up the play. He then passed the head ball, running through to hit up Guelphie, just forward of centre, who handballed it off to Hind, who pinpointed Langford, uh, you know, 40 metres out, straight in front of goal. Look, you know, he didn't kick it. You know, you, you normally um, back him in 99 times out of 100 to, to kick that. But it was a good sign of um, some good ball movement. And you can see the sort of value of, you know, having Heppel off the half back again, um, obviously, uh, you know, Ham um, sort of running up the wing um, and, and obviously Hind with his, his good ball use. So there were some um, good signs. And look, you know, while Langford didn't kick the goal there, you know, not long after there was a, a nice intercept uh, from Langford and he had up, hit up Ham about 50 metres out. Um, and he then kicked it into the pocket where Tipper... Tipper uh, marked it and slotted it from a pretty tight angle. And, um, you know, while that quarter you know, wasn't fantastic, there was um, there was some good signs. And um, uh, I suppose the other thing I'd comment on there is Archie Perkins uh, started to get involved a little bit in the play, like um, showed a couple of the side steps and, um, you know, was... Um, he did one shimmy. No, there was one part on the wing where he um, sort of sidestepped and kicked it and then got the ball back, sidestepped again and then kicked it forward and allowed Hooker to sort of run onto it and take the grab uh, to have the shot at goal. Look, again, like Hooker didn't kick it, but Perkins did give him that opportunity. Um, so I thought that was really good signs from a young bloke to uh, have that confidence to uh, you know, try and balk around a, a couple of AFL players. Yeah, particularly when he didn't play a lot of footy last year. I think he played a practice match early and that was about it. So um, a lot of these younger players, as that as was mentioned in the um, commentary, they haven't played footy for the best part of you know, a full season and 18 months you know, since their last game. So, um, yeah, we'll be very forgiving with those players. And, and look, Archie Perkins, especially later in the game, got caught a few times. Um, but I'd rather him... You know, get these learnings now as um, a throwback to John Morsfeld. I hope he's listening. Please don't, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I mean, like, you, you want to see him try, try things that, 
he'll learn, you know, when to do those because there's a couple of times where he tried to sidestep and there was actually no one to sidestep. But, um, you know, he's going to start to get that, um, you know, when to do that. But, you know, that passage of play you talked about, it looked great because he did the sidestep and he just hit the pass, you know, and hit the forward on the on the tip, as they say. And um, and that kind of play is, you know, what Bombers have sol- you know, sorely been lacking, um, you know, genu- genuine nice entries into the forward 50. Yeah. Um, actually, I will say, like, with Parrish, I mean, I know you mentioned him before, but um, it was great seeing him playing a lot more midfield time. But what was really pleasing to say is it looks like he's um, he started to work on his kicking too. Well, he made that really nice kick in that quarter uh, to Ham, like about the 50-metre line. Uh, and Ham went back from 50 metres out and, and kicked it through beautifully. Um, now, previously, that's been one of Parrish's uh, sort of knocks. Like, he often kicked a bit of a loopy um, sort of kick, the up and unders. Um, it really seemed to flatten out, and he seemed to be um, really hitting um, some good targets. Um, so that was that was really pleasing to see for mine. And, um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to seeing him continue to develop. And, um, yeah, he was, he was right in the cold face. And I thought him and Caldwell really started to show some good cohesion um, in that quarter and that sort of progressed throughout the game. So, yeah, definitely good signs there. Yeah, and um, uh, another player that we've got to say has a nice kick at goal was Harry Jones, wasn't it? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So he, he looks like he's going to do a lot of work on that. You know, predominantly it looks like he's going to set up for the player center forward role where, you know, um, and not, not to mozzie with a, a title so quickly, but almost in the, the Nick Rewalt mold where he'll go searching for the ball and then, you know, get the ball when the defenders are tied because apparently he's got a huge tank, um, Harry Jones. So I think, you know, he's uh as mentioned again in the broadcast, like his upper body strength's got a lot of improvement in it. Mm. But I mean, he's he runs as well as anyone, and um, and to know that he's a reliable kick again is a, a, yeah, just a, a nice luxury to have. Absolutely, mate. It was uh, it was great to see him go back and slot that, and and confidently too. So, uh, no, that was that was fantastic. But. Um, Look, you know, honestly, I, I think we were sort of lucky to, to finish that that half just the three points down. So it was uh, 37 to Carlton's 40. Um, definitely a lot to work on. I'm sure the uh, coach will be using a lot of that that vision we saw, um, you know, regards to our lack of defensive pressure and that kind of thing to hopefully tighten up on those areas. But I saw a lot of good signs in that half um, to, uh, you know, to... At least let me know. Look, there will be positives to uh, to look forward to in the in the season to go ahead. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't we have a quick break, mate? And we'll come back and discuss the second half. And you're listening to Don's Cast as we discuss the second half of our first trial match against Carlton. And, uh, mate, the third quarter, um, <laughs> let's just say um, I had a lot of flashbacks to 2020. <laughs> oh, mate. It's, uh, look, it was a lamentable 
quarter. Um, so look, I, I tried to focus on the uh, positives. Um, you know, with with Draper resting for that second half, you know, Nick Bryan came into the side and look, I, I think he looked quite promising. Uh, look, obviously he was outbodied and often outpositioned by the more experienced Carlton Ruckman. Uh, but I can see why so many have good raps in him. You know what I mean, he had good sort of repeat efforts. Um, you know, even uh, I think he made a, a couple of good kicks that quarter. Um, he didn't get a lot of the ball, um, but I thought he competed uh, quite well. Um, another players who sort of came on in that second half were, were Snelling, Laverde and Cutler. Um, yeah, for their first look of the year. But all of them were pretty quiet, I've, I've got to say. Um, I mean, Cutler, we'll, we'll talk about a bit later. But, um, yeah, I mean, there wasn't really much going for us that quarter. I mean, even Tipper, like he tried to zig and zag, but ultimately sort of turned himself into trouble in the forward 50 there uh, and got done. Um, but I will say, like, it looks um, like that extra running training he's been doing over the preseason. Um, like, he does look a lot leaner. Um, and he looked to be able to sort of... Um, you know, have repeat efforts, um, you know, more throughout the, the whole of the four quarters. So hopefully that sort of extra fitness will, um, you know, come into dividends uh, in the in the season proper. But, uh, yeah, apart from that, mate, um, actually, well, there was another good part. Like there was a lovely mark from Harrison Jones. You know, he had to sort of drift up in the centre to get involved in the play. Uh, and he received that beautiful pass from Ridley, uh, who, been solid all day down back. Uh, and then he took another mark up forward a bit later when Stewart laced him out with a beautiful kick. And again, like just like the first one, he, he went back and he dobbed it. And he's got a beautiful straight kicking action. So I really hope to see him play as early as round one to really develop as an AFL player. Yeah, that's right. Look, Carlton really made us look uh, like it was a second-rate Essendon side uh, in that third quarter. Um, but as you said... You got to t- see it for what it was, and it was just a trial match. So, um, and they clearly had a better side, as we already mentioned. So, um, yeah, I can live with it like that. I just hope it's not going to be, <laughs> our, um, you know, consistent thread uh, where we see this kind of play. Um, yeah, after the heat in the game goes out of it, do we just do our efforts stop? But uh, as I said, that was our first trial match, so I'm not making any uh, rapid judgments on that. But um, as I said, it just reminded me a lot of our stagnant play in um, 2020, uh, where we just let the other team get that leg up and we didn't have any uh, answer to it. Um, but I think near the end of the, the you know, the, that quarter would started to settle a bit. And as you say, there was those four changes came on and, um, you know, I was a bit surprised. That, you know, Will Snelling was pretty quiet, mate, um, in terms of, you know, he, he was able to find a footy a lot last year being around the, the packs, even as a half forward. Um, but, you know, again, first game of the year, he's coming on after the first half's already been played. But um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, because we've got so many people or so many players on with that kind of size, Um what our round one side looks like. Um, And even though he finished top 10 in the best and fairest last year, um, I don't think anyone would say he's a lock for round one at the moment. No, I think you're right, mate. I mean, look, 
I guess it was like last year where, you know, sometimes you wouldn't really see him a lot, but um, he'd end up racking up, you know, 18, 19, 20 possessions because um, there were a couple of, you know, little handballs he, he made here and there, but he was um, pretty quiet. Um, but one one player he kept on bobbing up was um, Nick Cox. Now, he actually got involved um, in that first quarter, you know, where he took that mark and made that <laughs> shocker of a kick that was reminiscent of uh, of Joey Danaher. But um, look, in that third quarter, he, he kept getting involved. Like he was loping up and down the wing to take marks both up forward and down back. And look, despite his slight frame, he looks to be able to read the play really well and obviously has a fitness to keep running. So, Look, I'd really love to see him get an opportunity in the seniors. I think, um, you know, players like that, he, you know, he didn't seem seem timid, seemed to really, uh, uh, you know, sort of look for those opportunities, use his height to advantage. And I, I'd just love to see him get some games at AFL level and, and see uh, see how he goes there. Um, but, yeah, like, you know, obviously Francis uh, rolled his ankle in that quarter. Um, so... Hey, I hope it's not too bad. It did look like just a precautionary measure to, to um, yeah, not play him in the game any further. So no point sort of risking further injury. But yeah, as you said, mate, like Carlton really got on top that quarter. We lost our structures again and we just weren't able to move the ball forward with any fluency. Um, you know, we, we finally did have a dangerous look uh, through... Zach Merritt, who laced out Cox on the wing and he handed it off to Caldwell, running through and hit up Tipper in the forward 50 for a shot at goal. And look, Tipper missed that shot, but um, it was a nice bit of play. And, you know, seeing the likes of Cox, seeing the likes of Caldwell get involved in these link-up chains, um, I, I thought it looked uh, quite good. So there's, um, you know, some reason for for hope, but, you know, really Carlton just picked us apart and we're far cleaner with the footies and made the most of their opportunities. That's right. And, and like the danger signs are on um, because, you know, uh, what I was pleased about, as we discussed the last quarter, that the Blues got the upper hand and, you know, would have been having all the confidence. But, you know, to actually win the last quarter, I thought it was really important for the Bombers. Um, even though it's a trial match, you keep saying that, but... um. Yeah, I think work ethic and that is uh, something that shouldn't matter what game it is, if it's a trial match or a real game. Um, you want to see that work ethic. And I thought in that last quarter, it was really pleasing that we were able to win that. And um, we didn't like just drop our heads and, and let Carlton run away with it. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing, because they were, like, they, they led by 36 points at one stage in the in the uh, third quarter and ended up leading by by 30 going into the break, so 80 to our 50. But yeah, as you say, like we had some um, good signs in that last quarter. I mean, Waterman, like he came out and he kicked three goals that quarter. Like he got a couple of free kicks. Um, but, you know, you can get as many free kicks as, as you want. You still have to sort of line up and, and kick it straight. And he and he bloody well did. And um, yeah, I thought that was really promising. So four, four goals in all from Waterman and, and surely... Surely he's got to get a uh, contract in front of him. Um, you know, there was um, there was a final a good good run where you know Hind again uh, sort of got the ball of half back and 
delivered it beautifully to Harrison Jones at half forward and he went back and kicked it to Waterman. He um, so he took the mark 40 metres out and went back to slot that and that was his third goal that stage. Um, so, you know, um, I think there's 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 plenty of opportunity for him, you know, with Laverde looking to move down back and both Lav and Stringer being pretty suspect to sort of uh, you know, cop an injury, unfortunately. Uh, you'd think Waterman would be very useful for us. Um, and he, he, I, I think he performed um, you know, as well as you could expect uh, from a forward. And um, you know, to, to walk away with four goals, you'd be happy with that. Yeah, particularly when you think he played half a game. Um, you know, so, yeah, I'd be amazed if we don't make the signing. But... Um, yeah, you've got to remember, I just hope they don't do a Lockyer. Mm. <laughs> uh, where last year, Lockyer was the last man standing and we didn't end up signing him. And lo and behold, we named the Ruckman Henry Crawford um, out of SA. So um, I hope we're not going to try and do something like that. I did read about the uh, approach we did with um, uh, Scott or with the Bulldogs, um, where apparently... We'd made a late last-ditch uh, play to actually sign a Bulldogs player, but um, uh, he'd already committed to the Bulldogs and stuck with them. But um, I think uh, you know, Cal Toomey was saying there was even the talk about, and I don't know how this would have worked, like, um, a potential swap of players. Well, I don't know how that would work because, um, you know, the trade period's finished, so unless it was... Hey, we're not going to sign this player if you want to pick him up. Um, but yeah, it didn't make sense to me that comment from Cal. So maybe he knew a bit more what what he's talking about. But I, I mean, you know, there's no trade period now, so I didn't know how a potential pick a player swap would have worked. Uh, other than I guess if you release a player um, this late into the season that the Bulldogs were interested in, but. Yeah, it seemed a strange one, but obviously through the links of uh, Gene Syracuse, um, uh, he was a bit of a wrap for the, um, Scott from the Bulldogs. Yeah, I mean, I didn't hear that one myself, but um, yeah, well, obviously hasn't hasn't come to pass. Um, look, at Nick Cox again got involved in that quarter. Like he kicked um, kicked a goal there, like he's. Um, Peter Ryder shot a goal from 50, which didn't quite make it. And Nick Cox, you know, he read it better than everyone else and um, sort of jumped up and took the mark all by himself. So I thought that was a really good reward for effort. You know, he hadn't, yes, he'd made a couple of shanks throughout the game, but he kept running. And um, it's that kind of stuff that I just makes me think, oh, I'd, I'd love to have him in the side round one. Um, and look, that was my positives because it was a pretty lackluster quarter, really. Um, but I, I have to, you know, sort of <sighs> Tom Cutler, mate. Um, <laughs> you know, mm. you know, I like to look on the bright side of things, and I'm a bit of an optimist. But oh, he, Tom Cutler, really did no favors for himself uh, in that game. Like there was a bit of play where he just couldn't make a decision down back and ended up just getting run down, which showed a complete lack of awareness on the ground. Um, and look, you know, even he's frustrated at his own performance, you could see, because, you know, he was sort of remonstrating with uh, some Carlton players and even gave away that stupid free kick 
after tackling the the shepherding player. Um, and you have to say, like, that just it reeked to me of, of someone who's, um, you know, been a bit of a, uh, a, a bad sport. You know, he'd, he'd had uh, the Carlton player had obviously gotten the better of him. Um, he didn't like that and got up to remonstrate. Um, so, and I think really perhaps it's it's come to that realisation because Cutler's big strength was his run and carry. You know, that was his point of difference and that's what he should have been using uh, to try and cement a spot on the side. Um, and he, he had an opportunity that in that quarter where he, he got the ball and started to run and looked to sort of really be breaking away. Um, but he absolutely stuffed the handball over the top uh, to Tipper, uh, which just make you think he's just not up to the level. Um, mm. And especially now with Ham coming on, Nick Cox arriving on the scene and looking pretty good. You know, I, I honestly think Nick, uh, Tom Cutler's bound for a long season in the twos, uh, unless he can really flick the switch and do something to work on his decision-making and willingness to contest the footy. Yeah, I think the frustrating thing with Tom is that he looks like he's got an AFL-ready body. Mm. Um, and I hate to use old analogies, mate, but um, built like Tarzan, played like Jane, you don't want that. Now, I know that's not politically correct anymore because the girls are actually going pretty hard these days. But, um, you know, that was the old saying when I was growing up, like, you know, when somebody was well-developed but, you know, didn't put their head over the ball. And um, as you say, some players aren't going to be competitive beasts, but, yeah, he, he's got a booming kick on him. Um, so I just hope he's being coached correctly. Uh, like he should be, if you're in any doubt, you kick that ball as far as you can, right? Because even if it's a bad decision, you've got it 60 metres, you know, at least your way. Yep. Um, he's still in the you know, deer in the headlights kind of stuff. So, um, and I just don't understand that. Like even if he doesn't have a target to kick to, um you know, you can keep the ball low and 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 still get a lot of penetration out of the footy. Um, and, you know, I just hope that he's getting coached that way because, to me, he seems like someone who needs a lot of help with the strategy side of the game. And, and to know his awareness, as you say, is, is really important. Um, and you can't be giving up you know, the ball 20, 30 metres from goal just because you didn't make a decision. You know, it's... Yeah, the, the coach killers those kind of decisions, and um, yeah, I think you're right, mate. I, I think if Tom continued to play like that, he would play a lot of VFL football. Yeah, and look, I'm, honestly, maybe the he he'll be a beneficiary of the VFL, maybe get some confidence and, and things like that. But uh, yeah, I guess we'll see how it all all plays out but look that was a game mate you know Carlton took it out by 21 points uh winning 95 to our 74 and look while it would have been nice at a win against the scum um it is a practice match um and you know what I was hoping for in this game was some good signs uh from our younger players and and no injuries and I, I think we certainly um you know got the most out of that um yeah it's sort of Funny how um, people can view things uh, quite differently. You know, obviously uh, had a squeeze at Blitz and uh, look, there's uh, you know quite a lot of people who just thought that was an insipid performance. But um, I, have, I think you have to realise what it is. Um, you know, these guys, they're, 
you've got quite a lot of new faces. There were five new guys blooded into the side um, that hadn't played with the Bombers before. You've got blokes coming back uh, from injury and, and bad form. Um, uh, blokes playing new positions. Um, you know, there's at least sort of 10, 11, you know, 12 position changes uh, there um, where, you know, if you've not really played as a unit before, it's very hard to show any cohesion. Um, certainly the um, that team defence really does need looking at. Um, I know they're working on it at, at training for more reports. So thanks to Knackers and, and Scooter for your reports there. It shows at least we are looking at it. And it's good that we've got blokes around the club like GNC Recuser and, and Carousella. Um, and obviously Truck Rutten being a sort of former defender himself does give me some confidence that they're um, going to be addressing that. But, geez, I reckon we're a long way off. Um, I don't see us, um, you know, towards the pointy end uh, of the season, unfortunately. But um, look, at, at least if we can um, see some improvement, see some young kids coming through, um, that'll certainly uh, yeah, bring a few smiles to our faces as we uh, go into what I'm tipping is going to be a pretty long season. Yeah, well, I'm just hoping over you know, the AFL announcing that we've got 50% capacity back to the football. Um, you know, I'll eagerly be trying to get my entry to that Essendon Hawthorne game for round one. Um, and I, I look, I, I take your point, mate, but um, I, I just want to see us be on the road to, you know, if we're blooding these kids for this year, just seeing, you know, some decisions made actually like we're going to stick to. You know, I don't want to see this flip-flop of, I oh, will try him there, no, it's not working, try him there, try him. You know, you've got to get some consistency for these young younger players. Mm. So I just hope we kind of stay, um, you know, if we want to teach them to play, you know, for example, as a forward, um, if they don't kick goals in the first couple of weeks, don't say, oh, well, that's not his position, he'll go back. Because, you know, I don't think it's very hard to learn under those kind of circumstances. Um, so, you know, be really clear and concise on how you want them to play. And um, I, I think, you know, we've got a lot of things to look forward to. Um, and I'm looking forward to this year seeing a lot of new players play for the Bombers. I think we'll definitely see that um, this year. Uh, as you said, mate, there's five or six of them making their... Yeah, first game in the red and black, this, uh, just in a trial match, and be interesting to see how many of those actually uh, carry through to the actual round one side. Um, bearing in mind to be a few players coming back from injuries, uh, you know, McGrath and apparently Stringer's still a chance to get up for round one. He's about two or three weeks away, they said. So you know, when you take into account if we're going to play him. Without any practice matches, it'll be interesting to see if they chuck him back into round one. But um, I think he's a really important player to us, especially you know, in the absence of not having a Joe Danaher anymore. We need that bit of bravo from um, Jake Stringer, you know, to to give them a little bit of you know swagger, if you know what I mean. Like yeah. I think uh, Jakey would um, definitely on past that, um, you know. Teach the guys to, you know, play with a bit of confidence, and uh, yeah, as a forward, that's really important. Um, so, 
Uh, I'm really interested to see what we do with the small forward position. Watching that game, it was kind of tipper, and that was about it as, as a small forward. Um, yeah, that really stood out. So, uh, you know, if we're playing uh, Carl down on the back line, um, who do you think could be that secondary like, forward pocket player, man? Yeah, I think, well, Dev Smith, we'll see him a fair bit down there. Uh, potentially Snelling, um, you know, we've seen him play there before. He's he's assured, um, sort of, he's a good kick of the footy. Um, you know, you, uh, you might even see a, uh, maybe a Perkins later in the year um, down there. Uh, but, yeah, certainly there's, there's options. Um, I just did want to say quickly, what I meant by position changes is like, more senior guys, so Stewart going down back, uh, Heppel playing that half-back role again, Carl going back down, uh, and that kind of thing, rather than the young kids um, changing positions. But, um, yeah, you're absolutely right in terms of um, our lineup. I, I think Jakey Stringer uh, will be bloody important for us um, in that forward line, and I think that's, that's one of the reasons uh, we actually do need to sign up Waterman um, to have that sort of mature body down there, someone who can, um, yeah, really, uh, yeah, show like stand up in a tackle and um, try and get the ball out. He did that on a couple of occasions uh, during the game, and I, I thought, um, you know, having that, there's a lot of benefit to having that mature uh, sort of body down there. Um, you know. I, I do think, though, that goals are going to be hard to come by for Essendon this year. Um, look, I'm, I'm hoping that Harrison Jones um, gets his opportunities early and uh, you know, Peter Wright's able to make a, a shake of it. But, um, look, they're going to be learning as they go. And um, I, I still think the one thing that... Um, that hurts us every time is our ball use going inside 50... Uh, we don't yet have that assuredness from our midfielders uh, to deliver the ball uh, to the best advantage of our forwards, in, in my opinion. Like there were there were times even in that practice match where we <laughs> were kicking to kicking to Tipper uh, in a contested mark situation, and that's never going to be his game. Uh, so um, look, plenty of uh, plenty of stuff to look forward to. Uh, it was interesting to hear Carousella's uh, comments after the game where he said, look, you know, while they played 26 players in this match, uh, that'll be whittled down to 24 going to uh, to Geelong. Obviously, remembering that uh, McGrath's going to be coming back. So, you know, that's at least three players uh, that played in this game that won't play in the uh, game against Geelong. Um, so it should be uh, interesting to see how we structure up. And, and, you know, look, we just played Carlton. Geelong are a completely different outfit. Uh, you know, to me, they're a lot more polished, uh, bigger bodies. Uh, so I think we're really going to be found out there if our team defence isn't up to scratch. Definitely. All right, mate, well, we'll have one last break and we'll come back. And what we'll do, mate, we'll do a quick by the numbers, but obviously we won't be too expansive. We'll just a couple of dot points on each player. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll do that after the break.
listening to Don's Cast. And uh, mate, um, a regular feature we did last year was by the numbers, which will continue again, of course. But um, usually we're quite expansive, obviously for a trial match. We'll just do a quick couple of dot points, basically just um, you know, observations we've made uh, about each player. So no better player to start with than Sammy Draper. And um, I don't know if you agree with me, mate. He got his hands to the footy a bit. It just didn't complete the mark. And I'm pretty confident that, that will come as the season goes on. Yeah, absolutely. Showed good signs. Yes, he dropped some marks, but uh, he'll take those. I mean, the way I sort of watched the game, uh, it just looked to me like, you know, he'd always been told to, like, you know, maybe go at 80% intensity. Uh, don't leave it all out there. Um, because he is obviously coming back from, you know, a niggle or something like that. So, um no, he's looking really good. He's a strong presence, so um, I reckon he had a uh, good hit out and looking forward to him throughout the season. Yeah, and I've got to say that you know, his rough work was quite good. Um, you know, he certainly, I thought he looked the most dominant of the centre bounce ruckmen on the day. Um, you know, he's got a great leap for his uh, you know, size. You know, he's quite bulky, but he's got a still a very good leap on him. And um, yeah, I just thought he... Uh, yeah, clearly looked the best you know, tap ruckman on the day, uh, and I think again that will be improved as well. Uh, Darcy Parrish, how did you see him? Yeah, really solid. I, I thought he was in and under. Um, yeah, I think he attended about 19, 20 centre bounces, and um, yeah, seemed to do really well. Um, I mentioned before he's he's cleaned up his kicking a little bit. Um, seemed to show some some really good. Um, you know, cohesion and um, sort of working together well with Caldwell and um, yeah, he's got lightning hands. So I, I thought he had quite a good game, mate. And uh, how about yourself? Yeah, no, look, I was really pleased and pleased to see Truck giving him that you know, midfield time. Now we've got to take into account uh, Andy McGrath wasn't there and and Dylan Sheerlake really only played a quarter and a half, um, who will obviously play a lot of. Um, on the ball, um, but I, I still hope that they find a, a way to, to make sure Darcy plays a majority of his time on the ground in the midfield. Uh, Kyle Langford, uh, he got a, a little bit of the footy, mate. Um, he, he wasn't as dominant as last year in his first trial match, obviously, but um, yeah, I, I thought he got his hands to the footy a fair bit and um, you know, he had a chance to kick a goal, which obviously didn't go through and he was one of our more reliable kicks last year but um, yeah I certainly wasn't concerned about his play I thought he, he worked pretty hard on the day yeah he did I mean to me it was one of those games where he was solid without being uh, outstanding um, so uh, you know for more reports he's he's been training the house down all preseason um, wasn't a fantastic game from him but wasn't a stinker either so um, no, I think he did all right yeah, no, we've got a lot of optimism in Kyle. And um, it was interesting to hear that, you know, uh, I think it was Cal Toomey saying that, you know, he's a bit surprised he wasn't named in the leadership group. That's how um, he's perceived by his peers at Essendon. So uh, good to see Cole stepping up in that you know, category as well. Uh, Dev Smith, we've spoken about him a little bit, but, um, yeah, he seemed to have a little bit more zip than last year. And, he, you know, he seemed to have a lot more confidence in his body. Yeah, he did, mate. Like, um, you know, going for those tackles and smashing into blokes like he 
he was smashing into Saad, like made that tackle against Pitney. So, um, you know, you, you wouldn't be doing that if you uh, had any um, sort of worries about your body. And uh, he just looked to have a new lease of life again. So let's hope he uh, brings back that sort of 2018 form that we know he's capable of. Yeah, definitely. Um, one of the new bombers, Joey Caldwell, um, I was really, really pleased to see how he played. Um, you know, a lot of times he did the you know the hard stuff. You know, he went in, won the hard ball, and then you know gave that release handball, which I spoke about earlier. Um, these are the kind of things that I think that Jai can add to our game, and, and he's actually not a bad kick. A couple of his kicks are really good. You know, in terms of you know finding their target, um, and he worked back a little bit too. You know, winning the ball on the halfback flank to help out that back line. Um, so yeah, I was really pleased with Jai's first game as a bomber. Yeah, you're right, mate. Like to have that defensive mindset as well, not just worrying about trying to get the pill all the time. Um, and for like he's an in under player, you sort of get in like right under packs and dish the ball out, but he actually seems to have a bit of polish as well. So, um, yeah, it was really promising to see. And uh, yeah, you can see why the Giants had such big wraps on him. Yeah, he's a good tackler too, I noticed. Um, you know, I think him and Zach Merritt will be very good at, um, you know, putting that defensive pressure around the midfield, which, you know, um, has been an area I think we needed to improve. Uh, Zach Merritt, uh, he looked very good on the day. Yeah, you know, he always looks pretty good. He always knows how to bring his own footy. Um, and, you know, I think the big challenge for Zach this year is going to be if he can add some scoreboard pressure because, um, again, if... He's such a – well, he can be such a good kick of the footy. Um, I'd love to see him, you know, have the release handball out to him and, you know, around that 50-metre mark, you know, dob a few goals. So, yeah, I, I thought Zach was very good on the day. You know, again, found the footy at will. And, uh, you know, I still think, you know, again, I kind of agree with the comments. So I think he is pretty much our best player. Yeah, like he, he got around the ball um, – you often saw him around half back, sort of helping out there and, and releasing the footy forward. And, you know, you know what he's got the footy, he's going to use it pretty well. Um, but I suppose in saying that, like to your point, James, um, yeah, it would have been good to see him uh, go forward uh, a little bit because he, he can kick a, a classy goal. Um, but um, just to see him out there and playing footy in the red and black, mate, after some of the uh, the stories we were hearing uh, toward the end of last year. Uh, it was just pleasing to see. So let's hope he uh, stays in love with the Bombers and um, sticks around for many years to come. Yeah, that's the big one, mate. Um, yeah, we just got to, you know, I'm, I'm pleased that he's you know, back in that leadership group. Um, and I just hope, as you say, mate, he falls back in love with the club, sees the future, sees some of these young boys coming up and thinking, yeah, I want to be part of that. Yeah, I'm still only 25. I've got plenty of, you know, footy left in me. Um, yeah, I hope he sees some glimmers of hope from these young guys that he thinks, hey, these guys could take us to the next uh, level where I want to be. Um, Marty Gleeson, yeah, he didn't do a lot on the day. Um, he wasn't on for a whole heap of the match, it didn't look like. Um, yeah, he he didn't do any he didn't do any howlers, which was good, but um yeah, I didn't really notice him much, mate, on the day. How did you see him? Look, there was a couple of, he took a couple of good marks where he was able to, he can read the ball in the air really well. That's his big strength. Uh, he still lacks that um, 
he lacks depth in his kicking at times. And, you know, it was one bit of play where he tried to bite off a bit more than he can chew and the ball just basically went into space. Um, you know, previously, he's been, like, when he's on form, like, he uh, he can be quite damaging and, you know, he's run and carry and even um, his kicking can be quite damaging. But um, he just didn't have it. Um, so, uh, look, I, I didn't think he had a... A great game, but you know, obviously he wasn't on for that long. Um, but you know, that's that's just me and perhaps my uh, my biased opinion. Just thinking back to last year, um, Dylan Shield again, another one who didn't get on the ground very long. Um, I, you know, he's been having a few uh, struggles with the injury, uh, I think, recently. Um, but how did you see his game? Huh? Uh, well, not much at all. Uh, so, <laughs> look, um, as you said earlier, Jane, like the, the strength will come when we've got you know blokes like Caldwell, Parrish, you know, Merritt, McGrath, all in there in the centre to be able to dish the ball out to Shield, um, who'll then be able to use his run and carry. Uh, I think that's where his real strength will be. So obviously, they just wanted to uh, give him a bit of hit out, uh, you know, to I suppose. Um, get that under his belt so he can uh, continue with his um, fitness and, and progress there. But I've got no worries about Shield. Um, we know he, he prepares himself like an ultimate professional. Um, hopefully he's worked on his kicking this year, but um, yeah, that'll be left to be seen. Yeah. Um, Aaron Francis, as you said, picked up that injury in the third quarter. Uh, took a couple of nice marks. Um, looked a bit undersized at times, you know, just on his, by his opponent. Um, and you know, I think with Franger sometimes he's you know, just his decision making can be questionable, but um, yeah, like again, being only in the trial match, he didn't do uh, anything wrong, I didn't think, in terms of like his decision making wasn't glaring, if you know what I mean. Like sometimes we've seen him have those you know, poor decisions that you know really leave you, you know, flabbergasted, but. No, I thought, um, yeah, he took a couple of nice marks I like to see and um, he just didn't obviously have a lot of the footy uh, and kind of was bypassed by, you know, Carlton were predominantly going through Harry Mackay and Mackay was, you know, mainly getting picked up by Stewart. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Francis reads the reads play really well. He was able to, you know, uh, manage a number of spoils and, uh, defensive acts, as you said, took a couple of marks. Um, but yeah, that one-on-one that -on -one, um, as a key position player is not his role. Um, he, he really does get found out there. Um, but, you know, I've, I've, like I still see a, a real player in Francis. I think um, if he's given that freedom to uh, sort of read the play, be able to intercept Mark and, you know, fly at the ball and leave his man to... Um, sort of make the spoil or, you know, whatever he needs to do. Because he, he's a beautiful kick as well. Like, if he leaves his man, grabs the footy and uh, can use that kick to, to open up the ground, um, he can be so damaging. So, um, look, I'm not worried about him. I, I think, um, you know, from all reports, he's been training really well. Um, and he does have a, a beautiful kick on him. So, um, no, he'll, he'll, I'm going to back him in to get better as he, uh, you know, when the season starts. So, um yeah, I hope to see him uh, in round one. Yeah, I've got to say, mate, I, I, I take your point. He can be a good kick, but 
she can fluff them as well. Like. <laughs> um, sometimes he tries to bite off way too much more than he can chew. Uh, and he won't even give himself a run up. He tries to kick it off one leg, and mm. you know he's underestimated how far he had to kick the ball. But I, I take your point. On his day, he can be a very penetrating kick, um, and can release players with that kick. But um, yeah, I, I'm, I can't say as, I can't go as far as saying he's a beautiful kick. As I just get <laughs> these coach killer moments, mate, where he. <laughs> Where you take a beautiful hanger and you know, turn the ball over and you watch the ball sail over his head. But um, no, I take your point, mate. He, he's a good player. But um, yeah, I, I really hope he gets to play that McCurley role, you know, playing that third third man up. Um, you know, if it'll be interesting to see how they're going to use Ridley in terms of is he going to be playing on that second key position player if that's what they're going to try and turn him into. But yeah, I guess that will be discussed a little bit later. But um, Tom Cutler, mate, we've, and I guess when we made the decision to make podcasting, one of the things we didn't want to do was, um, you know, slag off our players and, you know, because you know, we understand like, we're never good enough to play footy ourselves, mate. So, um, and, and we understand a human as well. So we're not here to, you know, basically load up on players just because they didn't perform well. But I guess with uh, Tom, he, he's getting to that stage where it's the final year of his contract um, and we just want to see some improvement in him. And I guess that decision-making is the, the most, uh, the thing that stood out to me was, you know, he seems bereft of con- confidence being able to make the decision he needs to. And um, you know, I just hope for Tom's sake that um, he has time enough to, yeah, change that aspect of his game. Yeah, well, no, I, think he, I think he'll be able to do that in the VFL, mate. And look, hopefully he makes a good run of it. Um, but uh, yeah, didn't perform on the day. No, he didn't. Um, all right, the next player, mate, you know, was a, a new player, uh, Nick Cox. And um, I thought he looked, like you said, mate, a very, very good addition to the Bombers. Uh, yeah, very lean, but... You know, 200 centimetres, can run. You know, I think, uh, again, it was Cal saying he, he runs 2Ks in six minutes, uh, mm. which uh, you know, puts me to shame, mate. I, know that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm tracking around the 18-minute mark for that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, he did a fantastic job um, yeah, in his first game. And apart from that shank kick that, after Cal had given him a bit of a rap and saying he's a good kick of the footy, <laughs> um, uh you know, I, I thought he, he was very good and he gave us that point of difference by being that 200 centimetres to have a bit of run on the wing and and it looks like he's a smart decision maker as well. Yeah, mate. Read the play, was able to run up and down the ground, take some grabs and kick a goal or so. And um, no, I, I think he looks really good. And As I said, mate, I'd, I'd love to see him in the round one side. Um, but uh, yeah, that'll remain to be seen, but um, no, I thought a really promising game from young me. Yeah. Uh, best and fairest winner, Jordan Ridley. Uh, again, just found the footy at will almost. Like, I think he had about 23 disposals, mate. And um, yeah, he's, he's becoming a Mr. Reliable already, you know, um, in terms of his reading of the play is fantastic. And we didn't see it as much on the day, but yeah, he's 
one of the most reliable kicks you'll see in our side. Yeah, and I think that's the thing, mate. Like because he had such a good year last year, I've got to admit when I was um, watching the game, I almost—it's not that I didn't notice him that much, but I didn't sort of uh, comment on him that much because you know when I look back at it, that's because I just oh yeah, that's Ridley. I know he's going to do something good with the footy. Like I didn't have any jitters or um, I didn't have any uh, sort of worry. What's he going to do with this? Um, he is just so reliable and. Um, just does make such good decisions. Uh, as I said, like seeing him kick out of the back line was just an absolute pleasure to see um, because he, he'd run his full um, full distance and, and hit up players regularly. Um, so I, I thought it was a really good game from um, from Ridley. And, uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's easy to become complacent when you see players just uh, perform time and time again and, uh, an absolute pleasure to see him again in uh, 2021. Yes. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, Jaden Laverde came on um, for a bit of a run. I, I didn't see him a lot of him. He was positioned half back flank. Um, yeah, he, he was definitely endeavouring to make, you know, spoiling con- of a contest and so forth, but he didn't win a lot of the footy himself. So, um, we're going to have to allow time if, he, if this is going to be his position for him to you know, learn how to play in the back line after being predominantly a forward. Yeah, it's still a, a position that I, don't know, I just don't think it suits him. Um, but, you know, obviously the coaches uh, see him and know him a lot better than I do. So, uh, uh, yeah, remain to be seen. Obviously, he didn't get a lot of the footy, had a couple of touches, uh, but... Uh, um, nah, look, we know uh, whenever Laverde's on the ground, he'll he'll give his all. Um, so uh, yeah, I guess we'll see if he makes it up for the for the trip to Geelong. Um, but yeah, otherwise we, we can't really comment that much because we didn't see him a lot. Yeah, that's right. And let's uh, hope in twenty twenty one he can steer away from injury, which has seemed to follow him for a while. Um, Archie Perkins, again, another new bomber. Uh, we talked about those sidesteps he was able to do. Um, he did get caught a few times, um, especially in the second half. But, um, yeah, I'm not judging him too harshly on that, mate, because, as I said, he didn't play hardly any footy last year. And um, I think he's going to be a real talent for us. And uh, I'm prepared to be patient for however long it takes for him to get to the level. Absolutely. And you'd rather especially in practice match, you'd rather even try to take the game on and get found out there. Um, learn from that. Learn, um, you know, a few different things. Obviously, he's a young kid, so he's going to get stronger in his body. Um, as you said, he's, he's missed a lot of footy. Um, so, you know, he'll, he'll get back in the um, nick of things. But there were a few signs that go, oh, geez, there's a bit of a player here. So, um, no, I, I think, you know, while he's not a great game, um, there, there's uh, positive signs from... Uh, from young Perkins. Yeah. Um, all right, James Stewart. Uh, I thought he was really good in terms of playing down back. Um, again, it's a fairly new position for him. Um, and playing on one of the you know, real up-and-coming stars, I think, of you know, in Harry Mackay. I think I really rate this guy. And, um, yeah, he was beaten off the ball a couple of times by uh, Harry's awareness of being able to throw off his defender. But um, yeah, I thought James Stewart stuffed at a contest the whole game. And you know, he, as we talked about earlier, he's 
kicking is quite good um, in terms of being able to you know, clear the ball from defence and and hit a target. So, yeah, I think he's well worth perse- persevering with down that back line. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, he even flew for a couple of marks, James. Uh, there was one where uh, Peter Wright actually sort of spoiled it out of his hands, but it would have been great to see him take it. Um, so I, I reckon there's, there's a lot to like about um Stuart, there was even a, a moment where he took a couple of bounces coming out half back and you thought, Jesus, like at, at nearly two metres tall, taking a couple of bounces, you're, you're a bit brave. But uh, no, he delivered it well. And um, yeah, I, I think that's, uh, yeah, he, he could have found a, a new position there. So I thought he had a pretty good game. Nick Hind looked pretty good, um, as we've mentioned. Uh, as I said, he's, he's got that real, you know, really line-breaking pace. Uh, which we thought we were going to miss with Sardi going and, and McKenna. Um, so it'll be great to see if Nick Hine can add that back into our side. And as you said, mate, earlier, he, he did use the ball pretty well, I thought, and really you know, considered what he was going to do with the ball, not just run his full capacity and just bomb it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, he was, he was, on, he was one of our best on for mine. Um, you know, good user of the footy. Uh, made plenty of defensive acts, um, you know, ran the lines really well, presented options. Um, so, like, like, there wasn't much more that he could have done in that game. I, I thought he had a great game, plenty of really good um, sort of entries, beautiful kicks to uh, to our players' advantage. Um, so, yeah, I was, I was really, really pleased with, with his game. And, um, you know, look, after seeing... You can just see this off for mine. You know, last time I saw him in red and black was that sort of, um, you know, VFL uh, final series where, uh, you know, delivered that beautiful ball to Jimmy Stewart to kick the goal for us to to win that game. Um, And I just think now, like, there there were moments two years ago or three years ago, whenever it was, where you go, oh, he could be a player. Now he seems a lot more assured because um, he impacted the game uh, for all four quarters for mine. So it'll be a really good game from him. Yeah. Uh, Peter Wright, we saw him, big two-metre Peter, uh, make his debut with the Bombers and he kicked our first goal, mate, after a bit of a Joe to Goose over the top. But, um, yeah, by all reports, he's a really good kick of the footy and I think we'll be very happy if we can get two goals a game out of two-metre Peter, um, you know, and let's face it, he didn't do a lot in the game, but as you say, he played the, as the second ruck uh, generally throughout the match. And, um, yeah, it'll be interesting if you can take those clunking contested marks, which um, we saw um, the Bomber TV put up a couple of weeks ago when uh, Bombers had an intra-club game. Um, and that, was, that looked really promising when he took that big mark, you know, in a pack situation. Uh, I'd love to see a little bit more of that from him. But, yeah, I think for, for Peter Wright, if he can get one or two goals a game, um, you know, that's going to be really important because, you know, losing all these star players like up forward, you know, in Joe Danaher and Fantasia, we're not going to replace, you know, too many Peter's not going to be Joe Danaher. But as you say, if you can get a couple of goals and get a couple of goals out of Harry Jones and, you know, goals elsewhere around the midfield, you know, you can make up the same amount of goals just in different ways. And uh, we just need 
uh, you know, Peter Wright to be consistent in his efforts. Yeah, I, I actually thought he, he played all right. Like, no, he wasn't outstanding. Um, but playing that second backup role where he, like, he didn't, um, he, like, I, I thought he competed quite well. Um, had those efforts down back as well to help out every now and then. Um, I, I think he's got good mobility and is worth um, going, uh, going forward with. And uh, I think he'll present a good option for us. Um, when going forward, because I'm, uh, you know, I think he'll at least, um, you know, be able to bring the ball to ground and that'll allow our small forwards to, to get involved in the game. So I think there's a lot of promise with him. Um, if people are expecting him to come out and kick 10 a game, they're going to be sorely disappointed. But uh, look, I, I think he's, um, he's going to be fairly solid for us uh, for the season to come. Uh, Skipper was back in Dyson and Heppel. Um, and look, let's face it, he, his efforts, uh, he, he knows how to play that halfback flank. Um, he he does, yeah, he's coming back after two interrupted years of footy. Um, and a couple of times, he say, mate, he, he tripped over his own feet and probably had a releasing handball he, he could have done and instead got caught holding the ball. But, you know, it's understandable he's going to be a bit rusty, and uh, I'm not overly concerned. Uh, I think he's a good self-assessor, Dyson, you know, being a leader, uh, and he'll watch the tape of that, and uh, next time I'm pretty sure he, he won't make the same kind of mistakes just from you know, refreshing himself on you know, the speed of AFL footy. Yeah, no, he'll be fine. Um, and, you know, he's a, he's a class player, Um it was great to see him out there again. Uh, you know, he just presents like such leadership around the ground uh, and will be really important for us in, um, you know, trying to maintain those defensive structures as we sort of develop those as a team um, going through the season. So um, it's great to see him um, back on the ground after sort of having those foot issues. Um, so, uh, yeah, look, he'll, he'll be better for the run. Yeah, definitely. Um, Harry Jones, again, uh, we saw him in the JLT last year, mate, and uh, he was known for his reliable kicking back then. And I think he kicked a nice goal against West Coast last year. But um, this this year, he, you, know, you can noticeably see he's put on a bit of weight. Um, and he looked really well the way he was leading at the footy. And uh, he, he kicked that. Beautiful, reliable kick, you know, a couple of nice shots of gold. Um, they weren't gimmies, and he, both times he went back and just slotted them. And um, you can see he's a hard worker out in there. He's going to be suited to playing that lead up uh, forward role and hopefully bringing the ball, bring the ball deep and you know, having some targets like Two Meter Peter and Jakey Stringer and you know, AMT, you know, getting the fruits of that. Yeah, look, I, he's got great hands. Um, took some took some nice marks, and as I say, like kick straight, beautiful kicking action. Um, there's a lot to like about Harrison Jones, and I'm I'm really hoping he gets um, you know as much opportunity as possible to play seniors this year to really develop um, the AFL mindset and and that experience because I reckon he'll be a strong focal point for our forward line, hopefully for many years to come. 
Yeah. Now, Nick Bryan um, got a bit of a run in the ruck in the second half after um, Sammy Draper came off. And, yeah, I, I agree, mate. Um, he didn't look overall that much. I, I thought he really gave good efforts and, you know, even got a couple of uh, kicks himself. Uh, and he didn't look... Yeah, some ruckmen look like, oh, you don't want him kicking the footy. I didn't have that feeling with Nick. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, he, he worked very hard at, you know, in and around the grounds, which is pleasing to see for a you know, fairly young guy. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, he was pretty easy to see with his uh, big mullet out the back there, mate. But, um, no, he's, he, I, th- I thought he, um, he gave as, as good as he could. Um, yeah, obviously outsized by Pitney and... And even uh, more, but um, no, I think he, uh, I think he stood up. Um, yeah, had a couple of good kicks, and yeah, looks a looks to be a bit of a player there. He obviously needs a bit more development, um, both in terms of his ruck work and his body size and that kind of thing. But um, I reckon he'll he'll really um, sort of flourish from opportunities to play VFL footy this year, and I dare say he'll uh, he'll feature at some point during the twenty twenty one season. Um, It'll be interesting to see, actually, you know, if they decide to to rest Draper at any stage, um, whether Nick Bryan will be our number two ruck ahead of Phillips uh, just to get games into him. So um, I thought he did all right, the young bloke. Yeah. Um, Kyle Hooker, he's, let's face it, he, it was a tough day at the office for Kyle. Um, <laughs> they put him down forward and, um, and it is true, like, Kyle... Um, has varying degrees of luck at up forward. Um, generally, when the game's on the line, that's when he comes to life and you know, somehow wills us over the line with some great marks and kicking port goals. But, yeah, he, he really struggled on um, Jones. And I thought, yeah, he, um, it was the only thing pleasing I saw out of that was that, um, yeah, Rutten by stuck at it, like, Kept him down. It didn't give him the out of just go back and you know go and get your um yeah you know, loose ball down there. Um, he kind of made Kale work through that. Um, and like I said, I, I think we've all seen Kale succeed up forward at um, at times. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how they're going to use him. Like they said on the um, over the commentary that uh, Michael Hurley had been playing a lot forward. Uh, earlier, yeah, but obviously before he went down with the infection, and uh, it was, I was be really interested to see what the strategy was for, for Hooker and Hurley, how Truck envisioned them to be used, um, and I wonder if the Hurley infection has actually made him, you know, make Kale go up forward in Hurley's absence. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Truck was on the record as saying like he, he's a defender who can swing forward um i think his plan was to have hooker more down back uh and i think you're right you know uh you know that move with uh obviously hurley um not um not being able to play for quite some time has probably forced his hand to make him go well, we need a forward forward down there uh, so uh yeah yeah i'm not Worried about the hooker. He did look to be um, sort of moving um, better. Like, and you can even see his body shape just looks. Um, I, 
I know a lot more sort of lean and like he's able to run again um, because uh, he, you know, he just looked really proppy at times last year. So um, look, you know, we know he's a he's a class player. He'll be able to get his hands to to the footy, uh, but just today, uh, well, this game just just wasn't his game. No, um, Ned Carl, I, I thought he looked promising down back. Like I've got to say, his kicking wasn't great on the day. I, a couple of times he, I, I loved his positioning because he was getting the ball in all the right spots. He just that final bit of play where he just had to hit a target just wasn't happening for him on the day. But uh, importantly, he was getting to the right spots to to win the footy and then generate an attacking move. So I think that will come with, you know, the next couple of weeks it's going to be really important to kind of ironing out what he needs to do with his uh, kicking skills to actually you know, put the icing on the cake. But, yeah, I thought he looked pretty promising playing down back. Yeah, I agree, mate. Um, like with all those points, I mean, like he was able to find the footy. Um, he actually generated a fair bit of run, um, which was good to see. Like you can, like when I saw him last year, he like he looked short and almost a bit stocky, whereas now he looks like quite athletic. Um, seemed to have quite a lot of run in his legs, and it is that that forward entry that we need to polish up. Um, you know, I I think he's. Um, been sort of touted as one of the most talented blokes at the club in terms of his, his foot skills and, and that kind of thing and, and his ability to read the play. Um, so, look, I'm sure he'll be able to uh, fine up that part of his game. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's, there's good signs there. And, um, look, if he can um, hold a spot uh, down back there as a small defender, uh, well, yeah, bloody good on him. And uh, let's hope he can make the most of it. Yeah, and I like the look of Braden Ham. I thought he played really well. Um, I know a few people have made comments on him, but yeah, you know, I don't know what more you wanted him to do because I I loved the, the way he was running through the game, and you know he kicked a really nice goal, you know, from about fifty meters out, uh, and he had an easy option where he could have just you know stabbed past it to Joe Caldwell, who was about you know ten or fifteen meters in front of him, but. He took the onus and went back and slotted that goal. Um, yeah, so I'm really, I'm really promising with um, Braden Ham. I just think he he can be an important player for us. Yes, he's got that lean body and um, he probably won't win too many contested footy, but I think there's a point to play for him and and that's um, getting the ball released to him. And we talked about it earlier, mate, with Parrish and Caldwell. I think if they can release players like uh, Braden Ham, he's got quite a long kick on him, uh, despite his um, you know, lean body. He, I think he can be a real asset for us. Yeah, I think you're right, and he's definitely bulked up over the preseason. Um, just looks a bit bigger on the shoulders, and uh, seems to be more assured of his of his body. Um, you know, he's got a he's got plenty of run in him, um, and we we saw him keep going all game, which was great. Um, yeah, a few good entries from him. He's, he's a good kick of the footy. Um, obviously, kicked the goal, and I, I thought he was it was quite good. Um, you know, got plenty of the footy. So, um, as you say, mate, I'm not sure what else he he really could have done. Um, uh, yes, contested side of his of his game, he can he can work on, but um, I think he really needs to develop his body over the next year or two. Uh, 
before you, you can really start to um, you know, do a bit of rough and tumble. But um, and I thought it was a quite a good game from from Ham, and uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing him continue to develop. Uh, we talked about Mac Welfie early, and he got a lot of the footy. Um, you know, mainly playing on that wing or half forward line, and um, yeah, I thought early he brought his own footy. Um, he had a fair bit of it, uh, and you just know with him you're going to get effort. Uh, and uh, yeah, I thought he was quite serviceable on the day, mate. Yeah, he was. Um, it, it's still that um, his kicking does let him down for mine, um, particularly going inside fifty. But um, you know, for yeah, that's the area of his game he, he needs to work out. But but the good stuff is um is that effort and you know his ability to sort of get to contests and um you know lay a bump lay a shepherd um, when you need um keep getting involved and uh, you know I kind of tend to agree with your point earlier James where you said like he, he seems to have really worked on his running um because you know last year when we did see him go down on uh, on Charlie Cameron um you know. He just didn't. He doesn't have the pace to go with with someone like that. Uh, and while he probably still doesn't have that pace to go with a camera, and not many people do, um, you know, uh, he he did seem to have a bit more of a gallop. Um, so um, no, I'm looking forward to to seeing him um, out there. He's another. He's one of those ones on on the fringes, and um, he's got to do everything right to sort of get himself in the 22, let alone cement a spot. Um, but I think, you know, games like um, this one where he sort of put it all out there, um, you know, affected the, the ball where, where he could and uh, got to plenty of contests, got plenty of the ball himself. Uh, I think that will uh, definitely put him in good stead. And now Will Snelling, we talked about him coming on after half time, and, um, yeah, he just didn't find a lot of the footy, mate, but he didn't have much opportunity either. No, he didn't. Uh, he's very quiet. Um, so, you know, not much we can really say about his game. But um, look, from all reports, he's he's been training really well over the uh, pre-season. Um, yeah, I guess we'll see if he gets up um, against the Cats. Now, Alec Waterman uh, was a surprise. He kicked four goals. Uh, yeah, I think... Uh, one of them is from a 50 metre and a couple of free kicks. But uh, as you said, mate, you've got to go back and kick the goals. And there was one he kicked, yeah, it must have gone 55 metres easy. Um, and you know, he just looks so reliable kicking for goals. So he's got that uh, almost chappy kind of body, if you remember, <laughs> um, when chappy was running around for us, mate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he could be really important. Uh, yeah, especially if Jakey's not there early in the play, in the in the season, uh, I, I hope we do give Alec Waterman a go and we see him play as that. Yeah, because he's although it would be fairly new to back to AFL footy, he has been on West Coast list and yeah, we've heard his story about having chronic fatigue syndrome and coming back from that and. Uh, you know, many years ago, there was a player named Dallas the Lynch who had the same condition, and uh, his career didn't really you know, suffer, in the, especially in the latter parts of it, after he dealt with the issue. So, uh, I just hope that uh, if we give Alec Waterman the go. I think he's kind of deserved it in terms of you know 
but reading the reports from Blitz, uh, you know, the entry club game, he, he really stood out and being in the top five, I think Scooter said in the, you know, on the lunchtime catch-up. Uh, so if that that's the case and then he's kicked four in the next game, um, yeah, I think it's kind of an onus on Essendon to, you know, kind of lock him in and, you know, you know show a bit of faith towards him. Absolutely, mate. Um, you know, you you put a bloke in the in the forward line for you know the first and last quarters, and he ends up kicking four goals. Uh, not much more you could ask from him. I thought he, uh, yeah, acquitted himself well. He has that big body, so he's able to stand up in tackles, and um, you know, I think that he um, he really put a good case forward for um, for selection uh, for the uh, Essendon football club player. So um, let's hope he gets his contract, mate, and we see him line up against the Cats. Uh, AMT, yeah, uh, yeah, didn't have a lot of the footy, but yeah, he still still showed his class, mate. He, that goal in the pocket, they're not easy, mate. They're not called gimmies, that, and he made it look easy. You know, he's such a talent, and I hope he uh, gears up for a good season he said he's lost a little bit of weight you can tell that in terms of his body structure uh and you know, if we get the best out of him you know i know early in that first quarter when he took that running bounces and just hit the target uh he's such a just an exciting player to watch yeah he is mate um so look you know we'll uh he'll have better games and um uh you know i'll be able to um show a bit more of uh, of what we know he can do. Um, so not worried. I, I didn't think he had a fantastic game, uh, but did show enough to me that, that says he's he's fit and, and ready to go. And, um, yeah, I'll be looking forward to uh, seeing him hopefully get some form throughout the season, um, see if he can improve on that 19 goals um, that he got last season and um, hopefully nudge up between that sort of 30 mark. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I'd say a an okay game from from Tipper for this one. Yeah, well, I think that's it, isn't it, mate? We got through pretty much, mate. Uh, the only other news was, uh, you know, after Justin Rodsky won that position with Melbourne Storm, and well done to Justin. Uh, Bombs have now appointed Ryan Larkin to the position of Chief Communications and Marketing Officer. So. Um, Welcome, Ryan. Apparently a bit of a good get. You know, he's got 15 years of experience in related roles. Um, so uh, nabbed him from Melbourne. Um, that seems to be about all the news. I know the VFLW girls are playing uh, tomorrow, so that's Sunday the 28th. Um, and we've got our next game against the Catters. Uh, when is that next, next Saturday? Saturday, isn't it? Yep. So the uh, the sixth of March, is it? So. That's yeah. So yeah, well, I just want to say those the girls are playing at ten thirty in the morning. So, and you are able to enter Tala Marine to watch the game. I think they've got a designated area where you have to, uh, well, stand from the hill basically. But um, I think that yeah, you know, that's a great thing to see. Yeah, you know, the black and red playing footy live. Uh, I think it's a good opportunity for a lot of people, and um, I hope you know we do get a decent crowd out there, and the AFL get to see that hey, we better start thinking about this Essendon side getting a AFLW license because um, I know the club's really desperate to get one 
especially uh, on the eve of the 150th year. Absolutely, mate. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a paid-up member of the uh, VFLW, and I'd love to see them, uh, you know, get an AFLW license. I reckon, uh, I don't know, I never get enough of, um, you know, watching the red and black out there as much as uh, we get frustrated at times. So, so really hoping the girls um, have a good show on, on Sunday. Uh, but, yeah, anything else, Jane? No, I think that's it. I, I just want to reiterate your uh, comments on Ryan joining the club. Um, yeah, I saw his post or, or his tweet on Twitter and you can see he's a much-loved figure down at Melbourne and uh, he spent a lot of time there and, uh, yeah, it's always hard to, to leave an employer you, you actually enjoy working for, but he's obviously seen a good opportunity working with the Bombers. So, um, yeah, let's... Uh, It'll be interesting to see what differences come with Ryan entering into the Bombers uh, in that role. To see, you know, if we'll do anything kind of different in the communications field. But yeah, I, I think he's a good get. You know, very experienced, and uh, we'll, we'll see how that uh, turns out in the next, uh, you know, or the coming year at least. Beautiful. All right, mate. Well, that's about it. Like, um, I guess the next game will be our trial match against or our. Amy series game against uh, Geelong, and I guess it's hard to call it a series when you only get one one yeah. game. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, Geelong obviously you know, one of the flag favourites. So um, you know they beat Collingwood the other day uh, by a couple of points, and uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. You know, Jeremy Cameron and Tom Hawkins and you know, Dangerfield and all these players, how we're going to hold up um, and what kind of changes will come in. Like, you know, obviously we're, we're expecting Andy McGrath to come back um, after having that head knock. Um, and obviously we know Stringer won't be ready yet, I don't think. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what if we're cutting the list down to, you know, another couple, uh, who's going to miss out. Um, and, and I guess that will be an indication of, what trucks looking at for a possible round one side to uh, play against Hawthorne. It will be interesting indeed, mate. All right. Well, that's it. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening. Uh, and thanks for your support for our last episode or our first episode of the season. We had a great uh, number of listeners listen to our interview with Peter Daniel, which was, you know, again, uh, a real thrill. Um, I didn't know much about Peter until the interview and, and I'd done the research, but, uh, what an interesting guy and yeah, he's agreed to come on a couple of times throughout the season. So uh, it'll be good to uh, talk to Peter again, you know, uh, maybe at the halfway point and, and near the end of the year. Yeah, it was a, it was a great chat. And yeah, thanks again uh, to everyone for listening. Um, yeah. For a couple of blokes just talking about footy. It's, um, it's oh, we just love talking about footy and it's great to be able to share that uh, with everyone else. Hopefully get a bit of enjoyment out of it. Um, yeah, please do feel free to uh, send us some feedback. Um, so donscastpod at gmail.com for any direct feedback or our Twitter handle, uh, donscastpod. Um, uh, sorry, at donscastpod um, on Twitter there. So uh, hopefully uh, we'll hear from you. Um, but apart from that, mate, um, that's about it for this one, is it? Yeah, that's it, mate. And uh, let's uh, hope the Bombers have a good showing next Saturday night and We'll be back for our third pod for the year on the Sunday. So thanks for listening. 
Go Bombers. Go Giants.